We are underway. From Rainbow Bay to Rainbow Beach to the Switch and everything in between. I'm going to have fun and you're going to have fun. You're a funny guy. So have fun now. Your new local. You're going to love this place. It's the Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo. Thursday edition, Feb 8th. 2024, for those people that don't own a calendar, that's the date. Today, you two, Dobby, you were off whining and dining with the Broncos. Yep. Lisa, you were off shindigging up at a new opening of a Shein? beach club, yeah. something? Yeah, at Brookside Shopping Centre. <laughs> Enough said. That's a no. <laughs> I, was at, uh, I went off because uh, TV networks like to do this at the start of the year. They have what they call upfronts. Yes. Where they show off all the programming that's on the way for the year ahead. And Channel 7 had their upfronts today down at the Howard Smith Wharves. Um, well, ratings start on Monday. Sunday night, ratings start. So, so. they're in, they're in uh, PR mode. Right? Beautiful setup, stinging hot. They were handing out fans on the door, which was a pretty good idea. And look, looks like a great year ahead for 7. Look, I've got a bunch of great programming. Do you know what my biggest takeaway from the whole event was? Yeah, what? Matt Shervington is my man crush. Really? Really? That man is just, he's got it all. I mean, he's got, look, yes, he didn't medal like you did at Olympic Games, Lisa, but he had an incredible athletic career. Now he is the host of the biggest breakfast television show in the country. He's charming. He's funny. You know, he was sitting up on this stage alongside Chris Brown, the vet, who everyone considers to be, you know, one of the better-looking roosters on TV. And he let Brownie in the shade. He, he was so good. Packs a punch too, doesn't he? It was yeah, just about his lunchbox. Shervo, Shervo, Shervo might not have won any medals, but he's very well remembered in the athletics. Isn't and he? In the world. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of people that remember Matt Shervington and not mm. just because of his running well, ability. Well, I feel like Chris Brown is kind of like the Bonds man, but then Shervo is like the don't wear Bonds man. <laughs> Do you know, I heard a rumour. <laughs> he needs that, some wife. That the, the, the lunchbox was so memorable, not because of the sausage, but because of the potatoes. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Big nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> I mean, that's the rumour I heard. Poor fella. Maybe we should get Shervo in and ask him. <laughs> <laughs> that's a memorable podcast top for you. We love our podcast family. Keep that to yourselves, will you? I hope you two are proud of yourselves. Why? That? We have broken the Olympics. No, we didn't. Yesterday on this show, the three of us engaged in a rather heated debate about whether or not the Gabba should be torn down. Yeah. And today, it is over. I think today we can officially say the Gabba rebuild is dead, buried and cremated. That is Brisbane Lord Mayor Adrian Schrinner on 4BC Radio. It's a very big call. No, Gabba's no. Do you done. think we started yeah. that? And now the IOC Vice President, Australian John Coates, has come out and he said that the Olympics as a whole in 2032 are on the nose. And that uh, the Olympic reputation's being damaged by the city of Brisbane. We, we broke oh. it. Well, I, I said at the top of the show, I just want to say that I am wrong. And it's very rarely that that happens. But I actually have had to backtrack on my thoughts that we should knock it down and rebuild the Gabba. I don't know if Shrindog has any information. <laughs> um, but I don't necessarily agree it's dead, buried and cremated. That's what the LMP and Shrindog have been going on with for a couple of weeks and a couple of months. I got a text message last night that said, mate, the Gabba is full of concrete cancer and is falling apart. A good mate of mine knows the engineer that has to inspect before every event to play support props around the stadium. 
It cannot get to full capacity. Now, that's just a text, and we know it's random. But then the more and more I spoke to people, there is fundamental problems with that stadium. Mm. So this this is wholly and solely on the blame of uh, the former Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk. She went in and preached for this. I don't think John Coates saying that we're on the nose because of a stadium, but it's a bad look that we haven't got a plan. I mean, Lisa, you're an Olympian, four of them. You know what it means, where you have it. Wasn't one of the suggestions to hold the opening and closing ceremony down here at Suncorp? <laughs> that's, that's come from John Coates. That's, that's embarrassing. That's, yeah, please. Oh, that is don't, horrific. Don't suggest that. I think we can do better plans than that. But now they're even... I mean, honeybees want that, but, I mean, they're the only people that... <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, can I ask seriously, yeah. though? You have walked in opening and closing ceremonies. No, just closing. At, closings, yep. at four different Olympic Games. Yeah. How do you honestly think, bearing in mind they would no doubt put some money into it, how would Suncorp shape up as a venue? Uh, comparatively. What's the capacity of Suncorp? 52,000. Oh, no, that's not enough. No, yeah. you need 100,000. And you're not going to put seats on the roof. Like, it, it, it's maxed. You're like, not going to extend Suncorp and then pull the stands down. So you need something bigger. And I think, yeah, the Gabba is what the place is to do that. But in saying that the Olympics are tarnished by Brisbane's behaviour, I think that's very unfair because I don't think I've been to an Olympic Games that hasn't had questions asked about it every time. Tokyo, no, I'm sure there were discussions around Sydney too because there's There's always uh, always something who is opposed to it. Tokyo, they had major protests through Japan to not have the Tokyo Olympics and that people were complaining about mass protests. So I don't think there's well, been a game So that where has... we're at now is that uh, you just heard Adrian Schrinner say that the idea of rebuilding the Gabba is dead and buried. Well, uh, if it's got concrete cancer, that's not well, that's great. Well, that's what I, I got like a text off it. somebody I know. I would say this, and I know that, like, Shrindog's come out. I wish Paris was happening in the next couple of weeks because I'm sure... They're not going to have it at State of France in this little cir- <laughs> in this little rectangle uh, opening ceremony. I'm sure that there is some amazing venues that we're going to see um, in Paris, and I just absolutely don't think that you know putting some collapsible plastic chairs on top of Suncorp Stadium to try and get it. I don't think that's the answer either. I mean, what the hell are they going to do with this Cross River Rail that they were building? I don't know. The station's just going to be going to the Lions games. That's it. Yeah. Never mind. Oh well. Oh well. Reputation tarnished. <laughs> We've ruined the Olympics. <laughs> we have. I've booked myself in for a tattoo and I'm bloody excited about it because it's been a little while since I've got my last tattoos. As you probably know, uh, my poor dog Neville passed away on Monday and so I just wanted to book in a tattoo just to remember him and I really like this minimalistic design. It's kind of just the outline of a staffy's head and underneath I want to put the goodest of the good boys under it. Nev dog. Getting Nev dog inked tattoo. on my arm. Yeah, so I'm going to the Fox and Moon tattoo there based at Windsor. And I really like it, sort of like a female-owned business. And mm. so I wanted to get my tattoo there just to remember old Nev dog. That's, that's very special. Is that your first tattoo? No, that will be my fourth tattoo. Oh, that's right. You've got you've got your alpha tattoo and then you've got um, <laughs> the, the, the Olympic ring transfer. You didn't yeah. think about getting Nev just popping up over one of the Olympic rings? Oh. <laughs> Could actually, he'd like long jumping over just, the top of it. Who knows? Can't see it. She can't see it then. She can't see it. Yeah, That's I can't see it. So uh, yeah, so no, that will be my 
fourth tattoo, but I've had two removed. What are the other two? Well, I had two on my feet. I had the stars on my left foot. What stars? Just a random selection like, of stars. Tell me it was the they Southern were just Cross. Rubbish. No, it was not. I was going to say, you've got to fit right in with Triple M. I am <laughs> not that much of a bogan. I do hey, not. Hey, hey. There's nothing wrong with the Southern Cross tattoo. Yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, the only thing I'm about it feet. is it is visible from like... A hundred countries, like it's we're not. It's not that special. For we're us. under the Southern Cross. Yeah, it's every, we're a, a lot of countries. Oh, are whatever. The but they're Moving not on. south, mate. Anyway, I've got yeah. a collection of stars on my left foot, but I also had a really bad tattoo on my right foot, which matched an ex-fiance of mine. He had the same tattoo, and it was a really bad Latin phrase. Okay, okay, okay. And, and this is gone now. It's been removed. Okay, yeah. what was the phrase, Jones? <laughs> it had a really bad font. It was like one of those really bad word fonts. Um, Per aspera ad astra. Per what does that mean? Aspera ad astra. astra. Well, genius over here will be able to figure it out. Liam. Through, oh, you go- th- through hardships to the stars. Exactly. What? Jones, you're not romantic. What's that about? <laughs> you're the That's least what- romantic person I know, and you went and did that. Well, it wasn't about being romantic. It's about being, through you know, resilient get... and, and reaching for the stars and going through hard times and all that sort of stuff. So and he had the matching that... tattoo? Yeah. Did he I get his know. removed? I don't know, actually. We should find out. Actually, should. Let's ring him. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love a phone call from me. Um... It was also an episode of uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Was it really? Yeah, a lot of people do get tattoos removed. Like, it, it wasn't, was it? It was. No. Uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds episode title uh, per as- – what was it? Per, per – per, how did per we say Aspera it Per Aspera Ad Astra. Per Aspera Ad Astra. That's the name of the Star uh, Trek. No. It you is. know what? Also, that's where he got it from. And here Jones is like, oh, that's Star beautiful. Trek. I'm going to get it. He just watched the thing of Star Trek. And then it's like we're walking around with the little Spock hand things. <laughs> No, that's not my thing. But it is also the motto of a few schools. No, <laughs> School Sorry. As soon as I got That'll it tattooed, I was like, oh, no, that's embarrassing. So, yeah, there's about three schools in Queensland that have got it. I think there's one out of Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a Gladstone school has got oh, it as no. their school motto. So, I love that. Yeah, I'm really proud of my school. Represent. Did that hurt to get taken off? Oh, the most painful on your feet. So they're painful to get. I thought that my feet were bleeding. I thought they were scratching open my feet when I got it. But the laser to get it removed was even worse. It was the most painful oh, oh, thing. I don't think you're on your own with tattoo removals. I mean, those businesses are, are, have Booming. a roaring trade, a roaring mm. trade. But I do like the cornball quote that you had to get removed. <laughs> I, I, and I think there bad. is tattoo regret. I really do. I Look. Um, I'm surprised more tattoo shops don't have a tattoo removal service there as well. Like, oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure this, the Fox and Moon, or oh, one of them I looked up has a tattoo removal service. One, two, three, five, three. Make Lisa feel better about her <laughs> crap, I'm sure. lame tattoo. Crap tattoo. Oh, I never knew that about you. Make yeah, Lisa bad. feel better. Tell us what you got removed. Or if you did a bit of, um, you know, a bit of fancy... Creative, creative ink. Creative writing. A bit, yeah. of, a bit of Mr. Squiggle. You had a crap tattoo and then you Mr. Squiggled it and turned it into something else. <laughs> Upside down, Miss <Ups>. Jane. <laughs> Brooke from Burp and Gary, good afternoon. Hello. Tell us about the tattoo you had removed. How dodgy was it? Oh, so I was 18 in Thailand and drunk and me good and a partner at the time, um, we got matching tattoos of anchors with our initials in the middle. Oh, oh wow. anchors with yeah. so you had each other's initials within the anchor. Yeah, it's tragic. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, prior to getting to Thailand, how long had you been seeing each other? 
Uh, I think it was about two, three years we were together and then a year after. You, you kept it for a year? <laughs> yeah. How long were you together with the partner, just for the year? Uh, no, no, so we were together two years before and then a year after the tattoo. Can I ask what the initials were, Brooke? BG. You could have just liked the Bee Gees. <laughs> Been a big fan of the Bee Gees, that's or all, Brooke. Else. Um, <laughs> hey, Brooke, look, uh, do you have a partner now? I do, and he hates it. Oh. <laughs> well, have you got rid of it? I'm trying. I've done three sessions, and it's just not fading. Oh, We're you need married. about ten it's sessions. Fun. You're getting married, yeah. and you've got your ex your ex partner's initials in an anchor, and <laughs> mate, what are your new partner's initials, Brooke? Uh, JT. Yeah, you no, can't not do even that. Close. You can't do. You, there's no. Can't you, a word? can't you create a word or something? <laughs> be good. Give me, give me, a, give me a word that has oh, the letters not, B and G next to each I'm other not, in the English I'm language. I'm not that good with. Um, I'm not that good. Hey, Brooke, we've got a uh, thank you for the corn and for sharing it. We can't get rid of your tattoo, but we can give you a 24 karat gold tipped rose for next uh, week's Valentine's Day. Okay. You're welcome. This Valentine's Day, you can show how much you love her with a gold-dipped natural rose from the Eternity Rose. Order now at eternityrose.com.au. James from Arundel, tell us about your dodgy tattoo that you had removed. Oh, yes. I just want to thank you for the show. You guys are unbelievable. Oh, oh, James. James. James, I know. And I've always been misunderstood. Everybody knows me, misunderstood. Yep. So I went to Bali and I thought, that's what I'll do. I'll get misunderstood on the back, you know, right across the back, big letters. <laughs> And I asked the guy to do it, yeah, had a few beers, and uh, he did it, get home, and she goes, he spelt it M-I-S-S-E-D, E-D, understood. Missed. Understood. <laughs> misunderstood. And I said to her, yeah, that's exactly right, I misunderstood. Yeah. Oh, Mate. no. Have you, James, is it still there? It's still there. I can give you a photo of it. Oh, please Get it removed. Do, yeah. Get it removed. Yeah. that in, James. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not going to because I misunderstood and then I double SED. I love it, James. Hey, Aaron from Anala. good afternoon. How are you? Greetings and salutations. How are you? I All love right. that. All right. Mate, tell us your tattoo and, and what have you got I, removed? Yeah. I, I got two nudes, but uh, I had, had a nude of my ex-wife on the back and I got it covered up with dead Kelly. <laughs> And the tattoo was suggested to me when I, I wanted such his life written under it. He suggested I put such his wife. Oh, that's actually really <laughs> that's good. I like that. Yeah. And I'm lasering the second one off now. What's the second one? Uh, another nude of her on my thigh. Oh, right. oh, she was popular. Aaron, how, how, like, did your wife have to sit for that in the studio? No, no, no. We, had, we took it off photos. You took her photos. Right. So you, got, so you take your shirt off at the beach. And there's a nude of your ex-wife uh, on your back. You, you'd be surprised if any men ask me if they could kiss me back. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> Imagine that in the pub. Someone's making out with Aaron's back. <laughs> you'd get a few free beers I, out of it, wouldn't you? I would rather see skimpy bikinis every day of the week. Yeah, I'd rather see a bare bum. <laughs> and Aaron's nude back. Hey, we've got Tino Farsu Ali, the Gold Coast Titans captain, joining us. G'day, brother. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Good to talk to you for 2024. I mean, lots of questions to ask about the Titans, but and I'm sure you've been asked this, biggest difference in the preseason under Des Hasler than previous coaches you had at the Titans? Um, I think just uh, accountability around things, just uh, relentless 24-7 and um, that's something that we need as players and as a club and um, 
yeah, I'm excited for what's ahead because of all that accountability that we're, you know, we have our training. It's only going to better us, and um, I'm excited for what's ahead and um, for the games. I don't reckon I've ever seen a bloke more fit or more daunting when you see him in real life than Tino. Are, are you fitter, do you think, this coming into this season than you've ever been and stronger? Uh, yeah, well, this is the, the strongest I've ever been. This is the fittest I've ever been. And, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm happy with um, the way things are tracking as a team and everything, but I'm excited um, to keep working hard and hopefully I can do something special this year. Tino, you're no longer the youngest captain, Tom Dearden, at 22. You're 23. <laughs> How do you feel about the title being taken off you? <laughs> yeah, good. They can write media stuff about him now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like Tino, the, I don't know if you, you're aware of this, but Bob East, who's the chairman of the Gold Coast Suns, he's come out and said that the Suns will win their first premiership by 2026. That's a big statement from your neighbours uh, in the football world on the Gold Coast. Are you prepared to deliver something big for us? Are you prepared to try and beat them to your first premiership? Is Des going to say something that strong? Uh, I'm not sure. We keep everything pretty in-house here. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, we're going to keep working hard as a team and as a squad. And, oh, um, a- yeah, hopefully we can beat them to it. And hopefully it can be soon, you know, because we're working really hard, like I said. And uh, we've definitely got the squad. But, like I said, we've just got to keep pushing forward and keep learning and keep, um, you know, keep, Honest and yeah, and humble, and hopefully one day we can we can lift that trophy up. Tina, you've had the Des injection. He's already had the Des injection with his answers, mate. Tell us, how was the whole? How was Christmas? Did you get around the beach a bit, or did you get back up to Gimpy? <laughs> uh, no, I actually hosted at my house. Well, the family came over and had a big feed. It was my last one before heading into preseason, so it was. Um, it was good. It was good. It was good to spoil the kids and um, have all my family around at my house. It would be a scene for the last potato at the Fasul <laughs> Malawi Christmas. Imagine. Big turkeys, hams. I could just imagine, yeah. mate. I could just imagine. <laughs> Much well, left, left over, Tino? For four days. There, for four days? <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to so Tino's house. We never house. ran out. We yeah. never ran out. That's good. That's good. Hey, mate, we're just talking about tattoos, and you've got plenty of them. Mate, you ever had one removed that you didn't like? Uh, no, no. I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. I love all my tattoos, and all the artists have been good, so... No, haven't had anything removed, which is good. That's a shame. Maybe I should take some just, advice from Tino yeah. and get good ones in the yeah. first place. Just, just don't, don't get, get rubbish ones. Just don't get crappy Latin phrases that you share <laughs> with, with your, your ex-fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Tino, I, we do have to ask, though, because all eyes in the NRL world are focused on Vegas. This is obviously the four teams heading over there, the Broncos, the Bunnies, the Roosters, and Manly. Is there any Vegas envy amongst the uh, the Titans boys at the moment? A little bit of jealousy that you're not getting on the plane? Um. No, it could, there probably is a little bit around the lockup, but um, I think we're all just excited, to be honest, just to see how rugby league goes over there. And um, I think we're just sort of proud as a whole in a role that we're, you know, starting to venture into the international waters. And um, yeah, there'll be a few boys, probably like Bremo uh, Barrels, but. <laughs> no, if they can watch it, they just prepare for round one. <laughs> oh, you'll get your turnover there. Every team, as they've said, every single team will get a yeah. turnover in Vegas. So the Titans, um, mate, they've got the glamour strip anyway. They're on the GC. They've got the adult, the adult version um, of schoolies Sing every city day. in Australia. Yeah, in Australia. <laughs> hey, mate, best of luck. I know St George, you've got a – the good news is this is a great thing we should talk about. In a couple of weeks, the Titans have got a trial game against Parramatta at Ipswich, at North Ipswich oh, Reserve. Nice. So there's they're really – I mean, I think you've got a trial against the Dolphins next week and then after that you're at North Ipswich Reserve so they're affiliated with the Ipswich Jets now as well um, which is a really important thing for the Gold Coast Titans and and it's a really important part of the going grassroots so best of luck brother 
Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's talk about Taylor Swift, if we possibly could. We're very lucky here in the Triple M office that we do get to have a few activities, and one of them is actually going to be friendship bracelet making because Taylor Swift is synonymous with friendship bracelets. I don't actually know why. Dobbo, you love Taylor Swift. Well, why the is she way synonymous she fell in them? love with Travis Kelsey was Travis Kelsey made her a friendship bracelet with his number on it and somehow got it to her. Is that how it started? That's what he tried to do. That was his... Pick up and that's why everyone does friendship bracelets No, now. I think there's oh. been one a lot longer. That's one of her things. It's just one of her yeah. things. I actually don't know the exact you know, origin of it. Okay. But I'm actually going to that friendship making class you here are, next week. Yeah. You're gonna make some friends <laughs> while you're there? No, I'm getting my kids all my kids' initials for oh, a friendship that's really bracelet. Lovely. Yeah. I and laughed because you called it a friendship making class. <laughs> that's what that's why I thought you're gonna make friends <laughs> there. Yeah. Okay. So friendship bracelets for the uninformed is uh, just like a stretchy band and it's got little um white or coloured beads, beads around with it. And you can put it. people's names on it and all sorts of stuff. So I've got one um, Have you? Yeah. What's uh, on it? For my Bobo? No, for my friend's um, hen's party, it's got salty rim on it. So okay. that's that was so mine. you're getting one for each kid? No, I'm going to make one. With and I'm just going to get like, all my initials of my tribe. Right. Friendship bracelets have become so popular, so much so that the Broncos have got on board. So when they did their media day, the mm-hmm. media manager, was it? Two? It was it was Bridge who did it. One of the yeah. um, one of the girls and Melissa Mallet, they were involved yes. heavily in it. So they yeah. were handing out uh, friendship bracelets to all the Broncos oh, players, nice. but there was one person in particular who enjoyed it very much. What's that? A little friendship bracelet for you. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Kevin Walters. Oh, that's lovely. Kevin and I have the similar sort of taste. He's a big fan of Tay Tay as well. Is he? Yep. Big fan of oh, Tay Tay. He quite liked that. Billy has had a kid. He's yep. young, uh, so Kevin is a granddad now, isn't he? Yeah. He never sa- he's never sounded more like a grandfather than in this clip. Just listen to him again and close your eyes, unless you're driving, and picture your grandfather as Kevin talks here. What's that? A little friendship bracelet for you. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> He could have been sat in a retirement home under a tartan blanket. It's it. like I, when a grandpa opens a present, they go, oh, lovely, I'll wear that. That's a polite way. This is a polite way of him saying he didn't really he didn't like, like it. it. And he so. didn't understand why he was being given yeah, it either. Yeah. Oh, well done, Kevin. Oh, we love Kevin. you. Big story about to break. Back page of the paper tomorrow morning. I'm having conversations with the present moment. At first right here on the rush hour. This is Dobbo's Mail on Triple M. Reese Walsh and a visa application. He fronted yesterday, uh, as we reported. He was down there. He was along with other people. Now, this is because he pleaded guilty to a uh, illicit drug charge uh, a couple of years ago, and he pleaded a very good case. Speaking of the Broncos today, I had lunch with some of the Broncos officials today, and they absolutely 100% tell me that they think that he's going to get the green light. And I said, well, don't they? Didn't you know? And they go, mate. When you go to the interview, they just don't tick you off there and then. Like, they've gone away, they're processing it. They are confident that it will be right. Um, They think they'll have an answer by next week, but at the moment it's still not – no one is aware. Because we saw footage today on the news of both Jack Whiten and Latrell Mitchell fronting as well. Obviously, they had a run-in with the police, uh, what was it, the beginning of last year in Canberra? They got found not guilty. But mm. this is the this is the question mark. I understand why Reese has to, but Tristan Saylor was found not guilty in his yeah. court case. He had to go in front. I don't understand that level. I mean, yeah. especially like if it was a pure and innocent country. But it, we're talking about the United States of <laughs> yeah, America here, exactly. and some of the crap that goes on there. And like, 
I love the States. Like, I'm going back there. Mm. But seriously, let's not throw rocks. Yeah. Like, anyway, so <laughs> we, we, we will find out there will be something for Reese Walsh. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think he'll be there. That's what I believe. Now, Tavita Pangai Jr., we've talked a lot about him. The plan is, and it always has been, that he would join the Broncos middle of the year, like I told you, around that June, June, July. What they do is they get his salary, which was potentially $750,000 at the Bulldogs, and they divide it by four, right? So you divide it by four, it's going to be about that $220,000 for Tavita to finish the year. Right. At the, but he's got to get fit. So he's having a fight in a couple of weeks. Then he's going to go and play for Carmichael Hunt at South Logan Magpies in the Queensland no Cup. No way. Speaking to the QRL, they have given him the green light to enter back into that competition. Now, everybody say, oh, well, he's only playing the Queensland Cup for South Logan Magpies. That's still a high level of football. Well, what's the feeder club for the Broncos? South hmm. Logan Magpies. Um, that's their feeder club. That's where they're putting all their players that aren't playing first grade. That and also down on the coast as well as Wynnum. That's their feeder pathway club. So Tavita could go and play anywhere. He ain't playing for Redcliffe. He ain't no. playing for North. He's not playing for the Ipswich Jets. He's playing for South Logan Magpies, and that'll happen in a couple of weeks. So Blind Freddy can see he's going to end up at the Broncos, right? Um, but question, what is the Broncos' ability for 2025 and beyond? And, and more to the point, is this what Tavita wants to do? Because it was less than six months ago on this show, he was sending you a uh, rather pointed yeah. text message that he was retired and now a boxer. Rugby League's a funny thing. People change their minds. I'm not going to criticise. But if he was there this year and he performed to the level that we know he can perform He's to. He's an origin level player. He'll be back there next year. But I, I, there is a lot of water to go under the bridge and a lot of convincing he has to convince a lot of big stakeholders at Brisbane that he deserves another chance there. A lot of bridges in Brid- Brisbane, Lisa. And there's a lot Literally. of water under them yeah, too. Exactly. It's Brisbane River. <laughs> it's time to conduct a live radio experiment. <laughs> I'm excited. I actually can't believe we're doing this. But anyway. We've, we've brought in our experiment participants, the subjects. Uh, let's meet some of them on the line. Who we got? Adam from Kingscliff. Hello, where are you? Sitting on the M1, how are you? Wonderful, thank right. you. Great. Right. Thank Love you, that. Adam. Kevin from Ridland Bay, how are you, mate? How you going, buddy? All right, where are you? Um, just come off the Logan, heading towards Reedy Bay, heading home. Very good. nice. Good. Shirley from Chapel Hill, whereabouts are you driving? Uh, I'm just get, trying to get onto Moggle Road, going oh, home. Good luck. No, okay, good luck. so you might be stationary <laughs> yeah. for a little bit of this, so you'll have to maybe pretend. So uh, to yeah. Shirley, to Kev and Adam, thank you for being our subjects for the official experiment. If you didn't get through on the phones, if you are in your car, you can participate in the experiment as well, okay? <laughs> Let me set this up. When I was a kid growing up and we'd go on road trips in the family, You'd wind down the window, mm-hmm. and then when you were travelling at speed, you'd stick your hand out the window, and what would you guys do? I would do the wave, so I yeah, would go up same. and down yeah, over same. a wave. Yeah, yeah, same, like the caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'd yeah. do the caterpillar, yes. you'd do the wave. Yep. I would always, I'd think, because someone explained it to me once, is that's how birds take off. That's And oh, aeroplanes, yes. like it's the lift, yep. which... Yep. And so you get the sensation of what it must be like to be a bird when it makes your hand go up and down. That's right. right. The breeze blowing on your hand, the, exactly the air right. coming on, it's awesome. My wife, Alana, being the grub that she is, did something different. And this is what I would like Adam, Kevin and Shirley to test for me. If, according to my wife, Alana, if you are travelling at these speeds (laughs) 
and you reach your hand out the window, and remember, you, if you're driving along, play along with this, and you cup your hand. <laughs> with a claw, like a with claw. With sort of like a claw. Yeah. Like, you're, like you're holding a dodgeball. Yep. She t- <laughs> suggests that it creates the sensation of grabbing a boob. Like oh. f- cupping and feeling and squeezing a boob? Yeah. Soft, soft yeah. boob. Yeah, soft right. boob. Mm. So if you're travelling at enough space, a speed, and you stick your hand out of your car and you cup your hand, it gives a sensation of <laughs> feeling a boob. Can we check with our experiment subject? Adam in Kingscliff, can you stick your hand safely out the window? Does it feel like a boob? Uh, sorry, Liam, but your wife's not all there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> As soon as you said it, I had both hands out the window. <laughs> I can assure you. Keep him on the wheel, Adam. Keep yeah. him on the wheel. Hey, <laughs> Kevin from Redland Bay, does it feel like a soft breast that you're holding? Uh, no, mate. No, no, definitely not. No, there's nothing there, mate. Sorry. <laughs> your wife's smoking something, I think. All right, hold on. It's a no from Kevin. It's a no from Adam. Can we get a positive result from this experiment with our last... Shirley from Chapel Hill, does it feel like a boob if you put your hand out the window? Well, oh. I haven't I haven't actually had very many boobs in my hand. Yeah, well, that's what I was Come saying. On. But this is... It, it would feel like a... Please excuse the language. A very old flabby one. <laughs> That's a tick. That's a boob. We'll take it. Thank you, Shirley. And uh, if you've spotted anybody out the window doing the boob grab, you know, give them a shout. Uh, Shirley, Kev, Adam, thank you for participating in this very strange radio experiment. We are going to throw you all a Hoppy Super Wash voucher for playing along. Hoppy's Hand Wash Cafe opens seven days a week. That was fun. With 10 sides trapped Brisbane in the cold. Adam had both hands out. There's a crash on the M1. Don't blame us. Honk, honk. We've had a phone call. Dale from Pac. Pines. Good afternoon, mate. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, legends. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. What have you done? <laughs> what do you mean? You created on our road. What's happened? Mate, I, I am driving along Broad Beach and Rang Road out towards the highway, and I've never seen so many boob-grabbing perverts <laughs> in my life. <laughs> <laughs> down the window, clutching <laughs> onto imaginary boobs. That's right and center. It's hilarious. This is what this is what Liam's full intention was to let everybody have a good old grab on a Thursday afternoon. That's what my live radio does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dave, I, don't, I don't reckon anyone did it. No. It was mentioned that there were boobs involved. Yeah, in exactly oh, right. No one's ever had the claw head. Everybody's just done the caterpillar. You know, like. <laughs> oh, Dale, that has made our day. Thank you so much for that live update. Well done. You've made my afternoon. Oh, Dale, you, that mate. is excellent. Now, my wife, Alana, whose harebrained theory this was. Yeah, but he said, you know, he said, he said, Alana wouldn't have heard that. She would have been a gymnastics. Yeah, no, no. She was listening. <laughs> <laughs> She's written back. She's like, I swear I didn't make it up. It must be a Bean Lee thing. Which is where <laughs> Now, yesterday on the show, we were mentioning about tradies doing Pilates, mm. and it was quite funny audio because reformer Pilates is not as easy as it looks. Three, two, and relax. Oh. <laughs> 
Leaf blokes. The big groan. Yeah. Reformer Pilates. Everyone thinks, oh, it's a girly exercise. It's what all the girls do. They do it easy. And Reformer Pilates is just for everyone. I don't think it's hard. It's not like a game of footy. I don't, I don't think it, you would classify it as anything tough or well, hard. I threw the challenge out mm. there yesterday. I would put the challenge out there to any tradie to give Reformer Pilates a go and you tell me how soft and easy it is. I'll do it if you will. Would you? I've never done it. Really? Never, ever have I done it. You're joking. I'd happily do it. I'd happily do it You want to give it a go? Yeah, you won't get this. (sighs) No, we'll get... That's too hard. (laughs) This is so hard. (laughs) (laughs) Jones, this is not that hard. (laughs) Your Dobbo impersonation is getting very good. It's pretty accurate, I think. And look, as someone who's been an elite athlete, before and I do reformer Pilates myself, I can tell you it's not easy. So we went right to the source. We had a phone call after that segment went to air. We've got Rachel Sykes. She's a reformer Pilates instructor at Genesis Gym in Windsor. Good afternoon, Rachel. Hi, how are you all going? Rachel, I'm very dubious about reformer Pilates. My wife tells me how difficult it is. I hear these blokes like cats, meow. Uh, <laughs> why, why do you think it, it, it is so tough? Like, I mean, there are, there are conflicting opinions on this. Um, like if you talk to Liesl, <laughs> yeah. she says it's very good. I've spoken to people who have said it's wonderful, but then after hearing those guys carry on, you'd think, as some people said, like at least you compared it to male giving childbirth. Like that's what it sounded like. <laughs> I think it, I think it's various things because you've also got to balance on a moving carriage. So, you know, when someone has to go and put their foot in a strap, and, and then be moving at the same time on this carriage, it, it can totally throw you. And I just think it's so very different to what we do out on the gym floor. Um, it is low impact training and we do use resistance with the springs on the reformer um, and it's getting used to knowing the coordination, um, the core strength, the flexibility, the balance, it all comes into play. So I think there's a lot of different elements as to why it can be challenging, especially for men. Right, well, okay, speaking of men, you've got a couple in the studio here, Rach, who uh, we, neither of us have ever done it before. When can we get in and, and put this theory to the test? Because I, Dobbo reckons he'll be able to cruise through it easy. Uh, I'm a little bit more open-minded. Can we lock the, in this trial? Absolutely. You can absolutely look it in. Come on down to Windsor at uh, Genesis and, mm. and definitely give it a go with one of our instructors. Yeah. Slide sure. around on a bed for a while, Dobbo, is what yeah, it sounds like. exactly. Rachel, I'm, I'm going to say Liam's going to struggle the most because he's oh, very strong at everything else, no. but his core is not that great. Oh, no, 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 no. Look, if, yeah. if it's all about core... Dobbo I, I, might struggle. I'm rotten to the core. I don't have, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any core at all. Uh, so, so we're are, are you switching on your T zone? What's that? Because when you, so I've I've done Pilates instructor. Do you want to know what the key words are? Dobbo's been looking mm-hmm. for the G zone for ages. <laughs> Do you, do you want to know, you what, know the, what? That's not funny. When you want to switch on your T zone for men, it's nuts to guts. Exactly, <laughs> nuts to guts. What does that mean? Pull your nuts to your guts. That's how you switch your T zone on. It might be too hard for me. <laughs> you know what's you, you know what's happening right now. <laughs> Dobbo and I are both trying to do it. I can't do that. Nuts to guts to guts. Pull your nuts in. Oh, okay. That's what Let's it is. Let's just go and someone's try gonna, this. Someone's gonna have to show I'm, me. I'm, how to I'm do about it. to debunk the myth that this is tough. <laughs> All right, Rach. Dobbo and I are coming down. We're gonna get this awesome. nuts to guts business. Awesome. We'll see you soon. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Thanks, Rach. Can't wait. This is Triple M's Rush Hour with Liesl Jones, Liam and Dobbo.